deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ballgame. Welcome to the Bowder's Box. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I'm joined by Mike Lou, my regular co-host. I promised Brandon Marklin. That's coming next week. That'll be our next episode. I think we have a good plan in place for Wednesday. Going to do an in-person interview uh, with Brandon. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll have Brandon on the show. We'll talk to him about life in the minor leagues. That is, of course, Kansas City Royals prospect. Uh, former Kansas City Royals prospect, I should say. Brandon Markland. His story and a whole lot more, but first, the home run derby. I have to applaud you, Mike. You <laughs> put out your bracket, and you were bang on. So, did, you submitted that to MLB.com, I assume, right? Like, because like, there's like a prize if you got it all right, isn't there? Uh, so actually, I didn't, <laughs> which is which is kind of unfortunate. Um, yeah. That I that kind of sucked. In hindsight, in hindsight's twenty twenty, I should have because everything was bang on. But I was like, those things have not gone my way in the past. Every time I every time I do it, I jinx it, and I think I wanted to break your rights a lot more than whatever prized MLB could offer me. Well, you you and I had the exact same brackets except for in the semifinals. I picked Julio to beat Vladdy and eventually win the final, and you picked Vladdy to beat Julio, which is exactly what happened, and then Vladdy went on to win the final. Neither of us had the faith in Randy Rosarena no. uh, in the final there, and we were bang on about that. So, of course, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wins the home run derby. What do you think of All-Star Week? We're not going to spend too much time talking about this because this is the Shohei Otani trade episode, but what did you think about All-Star Week as a whole? Honestly, it, it was still pretty fun. I the, the one thing I would only be frustrated with was about was how inaccessible like viewing it, it view, trying to find something that showed it. it. That was in and of itself a little bit frustrating uh, to find like a, a good quality like, oh, like this is a good stream or like find a channel that was broadcasting it. We're lucky up here that we just were able to get it on cable, but I know in other places it wasn't. Uh, I think it's a very nice package. It was... I'm. I like the. I still really like the home run derby format, the way that they did it. Um, I know it's not the most popular for some people. Uh, there, <laughs> just an overall weekend was really nice. I mean, the celebrity softball game, and then having an all star game that actually means something. Um, I, I think that's something that uh, different major leagues in North America they should be looking to see it. Like, obviously, teams don't want their like players get hurt and something competitive something that competitive and i think baseball's one of the rare occasions where um it's relative the risk is relatively minimal if they play a competitive like all-star game but it, the atmosphere the way that it was the atmosphere like the, it was both competitive yet they were keeping it lighthearted. it was really really fun and like again it, i think that the mlb has probably the best all-star weekend out of all big four big four leagues in america I don't think that's a hot take, especially as two guys who follow the NHL very closely. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think you're bang on. I enjoyed All-Star Week. I enjoyed the home run derby, most of all. I was a little upset <laughs> that I couldn't get down there because I was thinking about it, and the last time they were here was, what, like 2001, 2002 yeah. was the last time they yeah, were in yeah. Seattle? So if we got to wait another 22 years until we can go again, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. But it didn't make sense for me to spend a thousand dollars on a home run derby ticket, which brutal. Like that is so so expensive. But it would have been oh fun. Would have been fun regardless to go down there. I'm gonna get down to uh, T-Mobile Park at some point again. 
this off season, or excuse me, this season, off season, MLB off season, season. <laughs> off season for the NHL. Okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> off season for the NHL. But when I go down there, will I see Shohei Otani? In a Seattle Mariners jersey. Will he be a Seattle Mariner <laughs> by August? Obviously, the MLB trade deadline is at the start of August. So, things are ramping up. Middle of July. We've been hinting at it since we started this show about a month and a half ago. That we would eventually have an episode where we broke down the trade packages that we could come up with for Shohei Otani. And this is it, folks. This is it. And I think people will be a little bit surprised to find out that when we look at it. Or maybe not surprised at all. When we looked at it. The conclusion we kind of came to was, yeah, you know what? The Angels aren't trading Shohei Otani. Like, <laughs> there's reports out there that they're now listening, and of course they're going to listen. But we were looking at it and thinking, there's probably no, there's probably no trade package that's going to be enough to get Shohei Otani to your team as a rental. Like, like he's headed for free agency, and you have to think to some extent, Mike. And this is what I think favors the Mariners most of all, is that Shohei Otani has some sense, like right now. He won't say it, obviously, but he he probably has some sense right now of where he wants to go in free agency, right? Like, don't forget that he's already done a tour of sorts where when he was coming over from Japan, there were so many suitors for him, right? And back then, there was, of course, the aspect of, you know what, we're not so sure if you're going to be a two-way player, but we're willing to give you a chance and do this and do that. And obviously the Angels won out those sweepstakes. The Angels don't look like they're going to be a part of these sweepstakes in free agency, at least right now. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to. That's kind of what we've been expecting all along. So there's going to be teams interested, and you have to think to some degree that Shohei Otani, in his mind right now, knows where he's going to go in free agency or where he would like to go because he's had these tours. He's seen all these ballparks. He's seen how these organizations operate. And hey, I got to tell you, I feel good about the Mariners. I feel good about the Mariners' <laughs> chances after All-Star Week. I got Look, he spends his off-seasons in Seattle. Like, he spent he spent part of his off-season in Seattle. How did that go undetected? Like, how, how did we just find that out when Otani himself said it during All-Star Week that, yeah, I love Seattle. I actually come here during the off-season. It's like, what? Okay, well, why don't you live there during the summer? It's even better. Like, think about the off-season, the Major League Baseball off-season. We're from Vancouver. I don't think oh a lot God. of people would be like, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to go to Vancouver over California during the winter. But no, that's where Shohei Otani wants to go. He wants to go to Seattle. Okay, come here in the summer. Come, what, you know what? Why don't you just live here full-time and why don't you play for the Mariners? That's what I would say to Shohei Otani. I'm liking the Mariners' chances, i got to be honest with you. I I think that was very it was very interesting because preferring to live in uh, Cascadia in the winter is certainly a choice when it's nothing but rain. We we rarely get snow, and when we get snow, it shuts down our cities for like the next week or two weeks. Like shit just hits the fan. So for him to like purposefully not only purposefully come to Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, during that time, as well as enjoying. Um, as well as enjoying here, I think it says a lot. And I feel like for him, yeah, I, th I think you're right. I like, I don't think that um, most teams, or not most teams, the Angels really have a realistic shot of keeping him because it's just, it, 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 
he's experienced what a shit show that team is and how he's basically just dragging like corpses of players to wins right now. Um, I think he wants the freedom to choose and hell, like I, I could see the Mariners wanting to sign him. Um, but will that be the most competitive option? Will they be able to even land him hypothetically, uh, if he gets traded somewhere else? Um, something I do want to bring up. Um, so Shohei is from Iwate in Japan. Uh, I'm like just quickly browsing their climate. Their climate is very similar to that of the Pacific Northwest. So, like, <laughs> it's not far fetched to say that Seattle really does remind him of home. So, the emotional we can't underestimate the emotional impact in this, as well as the fact with Mar- the Mariners' history with bringing over Japanese players. Um, you really can't ignore the Mariners as a potential destination. I just don't know if they will be in a position to sign him. Okay, well let, let me let me give you this from a Mariners fan's perspective. <laughs> this this organization took a lot of heat last offseason for them making the playoffs, not getting the job done, obviously against Houston, and then not doing anything in free agency. Like like think about what the Mariners did in free agency with all of those shortstops specifically oh on the God. board. Think of what Marcus <laughs> Semyon Think of what Marcus Semyon would look like in a Mariners uniform. The, the Mariners can't find a second baseman for the life of them. They're rolling with Colton Wong and Jose Caballero, and neither are able to, to do very well right now. They could have used a middle infielder for starters. Xander Bogarts was the big fish, and a lot of fans were saying, okay, why, why weren't they a part of this? There was a report out there, and I can't remember who it came from, but there was a report out there that the Mariners were inactive last offseason because they had their eyes on Shohei this offseason. I don't know how true that is, but as some, as a Mariners fan, I do want to believe that. And, and, and you can see it make a little bit of sense that, yeah, okay, we're not going to give 200 plus million to Xander Bogarts because we're ready to give 600 plus million or 500 plus million, whatever it is, to Shohei Otani. Like, that, that's, that's the guy we want to land in. And don't forget that Ichiro is one of Shohei Otani's idols, and he is a part of the Mariners organization right now. I'm just saying. I'm just I saying. Like and I don't want this to turn into a Mariners <laughs> propaganda podcast. But I, I'm, I'm feeling it, man. Right? I'm feeling it. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. Like, it, it. there are a lot of things going his way to be able to sign with the Mariners. But consider how much money they'd be forking over. Again, we're, we're, say, we're looking at a $400 million contract being on the cheap side. Like, what do you think he commands? 600, 700 million? 800? It, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot. Like, we're looking at a lot of money. And I don't know how realistic that money is for the Mariners' ownership. That being said, I know you would love it to see him in, um, you would love to see him in a Mariners' uniform. I would love to see him more frequently in a place where I could drive down to. So, that, that part of me wants to see Otani sign with the Mariners. I just don't want to see him in pinstripes, man. I, I I just can't stomach pinstripes or Red Sox. I can't. I can't. No, no. I don't want to see that either. But but I'll raise you this for the Mariners, okay? So they're re- they're a relatively smaller market local team, right? If you want to grow your brand internationally, you sign Shohei Otani. If you sign Shohei Otani, the amount of exposure that your organization is going to get, like. I'm sure you know this, but for those that don't, like, there is literally a traveling group of fans from Japan that follow Shohei Otani around and go to every Angels game. They they follow the team on the road. Like, 
there are always fans from Japan coming to Angel Stadium to watch Shohei Otani play. You're going to get that in Seattle if you do. Th- I'll, I'll tell you what, like, I'm, I'm from Vancouver. There are a lot of fans in Vancouver who are Jays fans. If you get Shohei Otani, there are a number of people who will immediately become Mariners fans because the fact of the matter is, Mike, especially as we watch Major League Baseball grow, there are a lot of people who have one or two teams that they really like and then they like wherever Shohei Otani is. Or they have a player that they really like and they'll watch wherever he's playing. Like, people care about Shohei Otani. He's probably, he's legitimately the most talented baseball player I think we've ever seen. I I don't think that's any more a hot take. (laughs) But... Like, if you land Shohei Otani, you're going to make your money back. Like, you're going to sell more season tickets. You're going to sell out basically any game. Those ticket prices, those $10 tickets that the Mariners sell on weekday games, yeah, right. Those are gone. Those are long gone. The cheapest <laughs> ticket at T-Mobile Park is going to go up to at least $70. The days of $10 tickets are going to be over the minute they announce that they've signed Shohei Otani. It's true. I mean, we, we kind of saw that to an extent with Ichiro at the height of his powers when the Mariners weren't just dick-punching their own fans with their coll- uh, playoff collapses or regular season collapses, At that, speaking of that. Um, I, the Japanese supporter supporter culture is something to behold. And, like, if you if any of you have ever watched an NPB game, you'll get a sense of it, but it extends through all, all their sports. And I think... Yeah, like you're gonna get a dedicated fan base um, that will follow Shohei along, buying take, uh, buying t- Mariners tickets, buying Mariners merch, um, going to all these events, and yeah, like not to mention you can mark up those prices. Like, imagine how many people are gonna be driving up from Oregon, driving down from Vancouver. Like, it, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a major attraction to watch Shohei Otani play baseball. And if you're a baseball fan, have in the Pacific Northwest, there's no going to be no bigger incentive to get out to Seattle to catch a game. And yeah, like we're probably never going to see ten dollars tickets again. But if we see Shohei Otani any given night, I think that's more than worth the trade off, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And hey, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about the ticket markup. <laughs> if they land Shohei Otani, I will gladly pay hundreds of dollars to go down to Seattle and watch him play. Gladly, like, like, gladly. I, I, I can't. I cannot stress it enough. But I, again, let's not talk all Mariners here. Let's get to yeah. our trade packages because we tried to put some together, but ultimately, Mike, I think the take that we're eventually gonna land on is that. The Angels probably don't want to trade him, especially not to division rivals. So I'm still going to give a Mariners trade package, but I don't think I don't think it's going to work. And mm-hmm. beyond that, I don't think that any team that trades for Shohei Otani isn't going to know that he wants to sign there first. And working in pro sports, and uh, hockey's one thing, baseball's another. But working in pro sports, like I feel like I can say with a certain level of confidence that if a team is going to trade for a player they're going to have an idea if that player is going to want to sign. Not necessarily tampering, but how did this player react when we approached them the first time? When we approached Shohei Otani, when he's coming over from Japan, did he like the organization? If the answer is no, it probably hasn't changed much, especially if you're a team like the Yankees, right? Like, yep. it probably hasn't changed very much. So, I I think whoever, whoever trades for Otani, if they do, has an idea that they're going to be able to keep him because we're not going to see a team give up a boatload for a rental because that's the thing is you... Unless you're Pete Dorian. 
you need to give up a lot to get Shohei Otani, even if it's yeah. just for a rental. And I don't think a team wants to trade away their entire farm. And let's be clear, that's what it's going to take for them to <laughs> land Shohei Otani. So, uh, do you want me to start with the Mariners one? Or do you have anything to say on that? No, like uh, just I'm curious to see. I'm curious to hear what you have in mind for the Mariners. Okay, so first of all, uh, I think it's going to be a young pitcher. That's controlled. Like, Logan Gilbert, for example, has club control until 2027. So that is nice for the Angels to see. Um, So Logan Gilbert is at the top of my trade package. Although I don't think the Mariners would love to trade Logan Gilbert. I think they would love to add Shohei Otani a little bit more. Harry Mm -hmm. Ford is their number one prospect. He's a catching prospect. 20 years old. Just had a pretty good showing in the Futures game in Seattle. He's going to be part of that package. And then I think you're going to have to throw in at least one more pitcher who projects to be a big league starter. And I'd say Brian Wu is probably that guy. Emerson Hancock, a lot of projections have him being more of a middle-of-the-rotation guy because he doesn't quite have that plus-plus pitch like a Brian Wu or a Bryce Miller do. So I think you're going to have to throw in Brian Wu again. And there goes Logan Gilbert and Brian Wu. Look, from there... The Angels can say, yeah, we'd also like Cole Young. We'd also like Gabriel Gonzalez, who just got promoted to the Everett Aqua Sox, by the way. Same division as the Vancouver Canadiens. Um, we'd also like Emerson Hancock. Yeah, he's middle of the rotation projection, but we still want him. And the Mariners wouldn't say no. Like, right there, I just rattled off the top five prospects in the Mariners system, plus Logan Gilbert. That is a big hit to your system if you're the Mariners, your development system, and your farm system. But adding Shohei Otani trumps it all, in my opinion. That being said, when it comes to the Mariners, I don't think that they are going to want to trade, the, the Angels this is, that they're going to want to trade in an in division with an AL West opponent because it only it only adds to the idea of they don't want to be the team that doesn't get enough for the best player of all time. And that's what this yep. is shaping up to be. If they trade Shoyotani, they're probably not going to be able to get enough. It's probably impossible to match the value that you're losing with Shohei Otani. Is it better than losing him for nothing in free agency? Yeah, but at least if you lose him in free agency, you can say, you know what? We tried our best. We tried to come to an agreement with him. <laughs> we tried, even if it's a lie, whatever. We tried our best. And that's what the organization is going to say at the end of the day. So I don't know if there's going to be a trade. I definitely don't think it's going to be with the Mariners. I don't think it makes sense. But free agency is another story. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. Well, how about let's talk about our pinstripes because I've put together something for the Yankees. Uh, and doing this, I was like very constrained because if you've been watching any Yankees baseball, you'll know that their current 40 man roster is dog shit. Like they do not have many pieces on that 40 man, which are very good and would be pieces that they are willing to part with for the services of Shohei Otani because they are looking to compete. They do not want to give up any major contributors, and major contributors have been hard to find so far this season. Um, 
yeah, like I for for one, I couldn't find a single starting pitcher in the rotation that I would have been like, yep, yeah, like that is someone that both the Yankees are willing to part with for the service of Shohei Otani, and one that the Angels would be like, yep, yeah, we want this pitcher to come in instead of one a top fifteen, top ten pitcher in the in the league. It the, the Yankees rotation is shit. Like it is, it, it, they have decent arms, but they're so fragile. And not to mention their bullpen issues. Um, so I started off this package with Anthony Volpe. I think it starts uh, with their number one prospect, the one that's been uh, the the one that's been looking relatively warmer as of late. Um, then you're looking at Jason Dominguez as your next one, which is their number one prospect in the system who hasn't made their major league debut, I believe. Um, he's expected to be a major contributor and he's ranked in the top ten uh, of the MLB top prospects. You're looking at Spencer Jones, your next outfield prospect, and you're also. I would also also be looking if I were the Angels, I'd be looking to add Austin Wells, their top catching prospect. He's expected to make his MLB debut. Uh, well, he's supposed to make his MLB debut this season. Um, there is, uh, it's up in the air, but a catching prospect never hurts, and especially the number the, the number two prospect in the Yankee system. And I'd also want to get a pitcher back, like throw in a Drew, a Drew Thorpe or Will Warren, one of the right-hand pitchers. Um, but they're like well down there. They're like they're they're in the organizational top ten, but they're not really on the radar of the MLB top prospects list. So even then, like we're looking at a huge drop off in value. Like yes, Volpe, Dominguez, Wells, good good value, like good value, decently good value there. Everybody else below that, like. I don't think anything comes close to matching the valuation that the Angels would want to have of the greatest player of all time. We promised we'd do this episode, so we did it. But look, the, the trade players are all going to be underwhelming. Like that—that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Is it's going to be underwhelming, basically, no matter who, whatever team it is, offers back. Like it is the greatest player of all time, and it is impossible to put together a sufficient trade package for him, especially if you're only dealing with contending teams who for the most part don't have the best development systems like it's not like the orioles are in on otani although i'd love to see that but why would they be right like they don't want to spend and they have all these young guys they have an embarrassment of riches of just top of the line top quality guys coming up like i don't want to get into their farm system too much but like jackson holiday is still above ellie de la cruz on mlb pipelines top 100 prospects list that was just updated like, yeah. they saw what Ellie's doing at the MLB level, and they said, no, this kid who just got promoted to double-A at the age of 19, he's gonna be, he's still the better prospect. Not to mention Heston Kierstad, Jordan Westberg, Colton Kowser, Joey Ortiz, just all these guys, Kobe Mayo, all these guys that are coming up. Like, they have an embarrassment of riches, and they're going to be a dangerous team because of that. Of course, they're not going to be in on Shohei Otani, as they're not a big market team, but mm-hmm. hey... I, I I think even if they were, I don't think the Orioles should be in a position to try and give up assets in order to get him. Because does Shohei Otani really want to go to Baltimore? Like, th- th- that's what it comes <laughs> down to, I think, is you need to know or have some idea if Otani wants to come to your team before you make a trade for him. Like, I think that's what it comes down to, ultimately, and I think there's only a handful of teams that can really say that. And yes, I think the Mariners are one of them. I think the Mariners are one of them, so... <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, do we do we have any other packages you want to do? Like, like, did you want to do any other teams? Because I think we're just going to keep coming to the same conclusion of, yeah, there's not really anything that's going to be sufficient enough. 
I'll throw in the Texas Rangers just because reasons. Like, again, this is this is the whole trading in division thing as well. Like, yes, uh, well, not in division, but it, it, the, I just don't know. I'm looking at the range. I'm because lo- I also threw before we recorded. I threw out the. Uh, I threw out the. Um, I, I threw out the idea of the Rays trading for um, Rays trading for Otani, and you pointed out something I completely forgot that the Rays or the Rays owner is a cheapskate and probably not going to be wanting to resign him, even if they have a really good team, and Otani could really help stabilize a team that's been kind of sliding as of late. So I don't know. It, it's it's hard because you're looking at you're looking at teams whose win- either windows don't match. Or um, just don't have the assets to be able to do it, and or destinations that he doesn't want to go to. Uh, I'm throwing Texas in there just because, and again, this is trading within the same division, so it's gonna be a bit of a shit show. They would probably demand literally all top five of their prospects because Rangers actually have a decent collection. They have Evan Carter, Owen White, Louis Louis Angel Acuna, Brock Porter. It's not bad. It, they they would probably want all of them, but then. Who else are they going to get back? Would they want? Would they want like an Adolis Garcia? I, I don't know how realistic that is for Angels fans to be like, oh, we'll keep him until these prospects are ready to make an impact at the MLB level. Is that something that the Angels are willing to do? Is that something that the Rangers want to give up? Especially considering that they've been struggling as of late as well. Um, it, it just depends, and I think that that is a package that could work depending on. If um if they want to extract if they w- just want to get something for him, but again trading within division they want to get as much value as possible. I don't know if the Rangers want to s- uh, skewer their entire farm system for Otani without the promise of Otani uh, sticking with them long term. I would love to hear what the packages are that are actually being offered because there's going to oh, be at God. least one, right? Like yeah. if the Angels are making it known that they are listening on Otani, there's going to be at least one team that calls, right? And just says like, hey, either what's it going to cost or this is what we can offer. I would love to hear what teams are putting together and which teams are calling, right? Like you have to think the Yankees are, right? But like Jason Dominguez, yeah, we just talked about him. He's their number one prospect, but he's also hitting like very near the Mendoza line in double A. He had a really strong Uh... spring training, but he hasn't done much since. And that's really disappointing. For fantasy owners of Jason Dominguez, like myself, but, you know, the Yankees as well. And also for the Angels. Why are the Angels going to give up Domingue- or give up Otani to get back this kid who, you know, might hit, might not? I just, I don't know. I, I don't think there's any team that's going to be able to make it make sense. Like, I don't think it's going to make sense for the Angels or for any team that's trying to acquire him. I don't think it's going to make sense. It's just so hard to find a trade partner because of all those reasons, and then you have to consider like the whole ego thing with uh, Moreno and losing the best player of all time for pennies on the dollar. Because every trade partner will give you pennies on the dollar. There is no team that can match valuation of a Shohei Otani. I is it a hot take to say that it is almost impossible to overpay for Otani if he like let's just say hypothetically like he will resign with the team that he uh, is traded to. I don't think there's a single team that can put to a, put together a package that is an overpay in the entire MLB for Shohei Otani without damaging the roster, obviously. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, 
the MLB trade deadline, the lead up to it is going to be fascinating because I think this expanded playoffs, and I think I've talked about this before, um, this expanded playoff format has a lot more... It, it's blurred the line between buyer and seller. And the trade yep. deadline's on August 1st, which is only two weeks away, so we'll, we'll have we'll have to talk about it, of course. But, like, this expanded playoff has blurred the line of buyer versus seller. And I'm interested who thinks of themselves as a buyer and who thinks of themselves as a seller. Like, quick example, a team like the Blue Jays, who <laughs> are seven games back of first place, they probably wouldn't be looking at buying at the deadline in traditional yep. years. But right now they're also in the third wild card spot. So why wouldn't they add at the deadline? Like they're going to add at the deadline. I think, I think the Jays are absolutely going to add. The Mariners are one game above 500, four games back of the Jays for the final wild card spot. And, and I would add. be stunned if they sold. I don't know if they'll add, they might, but I would be absolutely stunned if they sold. I could see the Mariners going with a, Hey, you know what? This is our group that we believe in. You started to turn it around as we headed into the All-Star break. Figure it out now. Figure it out in the second half. Get it back to where we were. Because this is an underperforming team. And I think it's the same with the Padres. Like, I know there's talk of, oh, maybe the Padres will trade Josh Hader. Josh Hader's been one of the best closers in baseball, despite the Padres being one of the worst. I don't know if the Padres are going to do that. Like, I think the Padres are going to have a similar stance of, hey, you know what? We're six games back to the wild card spot. Figure it out in the second half. We've invested in this team. Figure it out. You know what the Mariners need to do? They need to consistently start Ty France again. Because remember that stretch where he was like one of the best players in baseball, and then since then, he's kind of just been out of the lineup? Man, those are the days, right? <sighs> Ty France. Don't make me talk about <laughs> Ty France. Mike Ford is playing his ass off right now for the record. <laughs> like Mike Ford is on an absolute heater. Speaking of former Yankees, uh, Mike Ford looked like he was just going to be a depth piece for them all year. And now it's their starting first baseman. So, <laughs> so yeah, fun. it's just, we'll, so funny. we'll see. We'll see what happens with Ty France. It's, it's disappointing to say the least. I almost bought a Ty France Jersey and I'm very, very glad I didn't shorter episode today. Uh, do you have anything else you want to get in before we close it out here? Not really. I'm just really looking forward to seeing how... Again, these next two weeks are going to be make or break for a lot of these teams. And I'm, I'm just curious to see where the ball, which ball clubs shape go into the trade deadline in this position of strength. And it's seeing which teams absolutely collapse in the lead up to the postseason. Yeah. I don't think this... Is, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. And I, hey, I like the expanded playoffs, to make it clear. Like, I, I know yep. two seconds ago I was saying, oh, it's blurred the line. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I think it's a good thing that there's this level of competition. I think it's a good thing that Cincinnati Reds are the best story in baseball right now. And we'll see how yes. the second half is to them. But I think that's all a good thing. I like where Major League Baseball is at right now. Uh, and on that note, we will close it out. We'll have Brandon Marklin on next week, and then we'll be back probably on Friday or Saturday, someday on the weekend maybe, to talk. But the Brandon Marklin episode should be coming out on Wednesday. So, hey, by the way, I forgot to tell you, we're up to 40 regular listeners now. We were at 25 two weeks ago. 40 regular listeners. Like, we have 40 people that return for every episode of it. We got 40 loyal it's all, it's listeners. It's all because of Home Run Bracket. It's all because That's of Home right. Run Bracket. That's right. So, uh, to our 40 <laughs> listeners right now, Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Batter's Box with David Quadrelli and Mike Liu.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 